0: This is The Jerry Callahan Show.
1: When we have, already, we have two weeks, two weeks to discuss uh, the Kelsey brothers going against each other. We get two weeks to discuss two teams that uh, Andy Reid coached for a long time. And of course, we have two weeks to talk about both starting quarterbacks are African-American. I think ESPN has its... Uh, has its hands full. I don't know if they can jam that all into two weeks, talking about the historic nature of uh, the Super Bowl coming up in Glendale, Arizona. I'll be more interested to see just how much damage the Eagles fans do when they get to Arizona. Thoughts and prayers for the people of Glendale, because Eagles fans, if you're not aware, are the worst. They're the absolute worst. They're friggin' degenerates. They're drunks. They're vandals. They're hooligans. They're thugs. They've been to the Super Bowl before, and I've been with them. I've been around them. I could tell you some stories about Eagles fans, but they will mobilize. They will have uh, many, many more fans than the Chiefs. And the Chiefs fans, they're just nice, decent people from middle America. The Eagles fans are like soccer thugs. They're like... uh, they, they're they're like Antifa with uh, Brian Dawkins jerseys on, uh, and uh, and their team's going to win. I'm I'm ready to make my pick, Ironhead. I'm ready to go, mm-hmm. Eagles. I'm not rooting for them, but they're the better, deeper team. Uh, the Chiefs have uh, the better quarterback. Maybe the Chiefs have the better coach, or at least a better play caller. But I think the Eagles have the better team. The line is two, I believe now, but it is going up. That's my first prediction well, my first prediction is Eagle fans are going to terrorize the poor folks of Arizona. And uh, my second one is the Eagles. The, the line will go up. Uh, if I were a gambler, I would jump all over it now. Um, and then we can wait and watch and and hope Patrick Mahomes is okay. I'm not sure you're aware of this, but he had an ankle injury. Did you know that? Did you know he had a sore ankle? Is that what it was? I noticed he was yeah, limping I, the I, whole to, game. Tony Romo didn't mention it. And by the way, what happened to Romo? I'm um, a serious question. A couple of years ago, I really liked him. I laughed at his jokes. I thought he was really good at uh, anticipating plays, breaking down plays. I just thought he was good at the job, and I was I was happy. They signed him to a big long term deal. They pay him 17 million a year. Now he just won't shut up. Now he just rambles endlessly, incoherently at times, and you got to rely on Jim ne- Jim Nance to reel him back in, he just, I don't, I don't know what happened to him, but he, maybe he just thought he got such good uh, publicity, such great reviews early on that he could just show up and just, and just say anything and people will hang on his every word. But uh, I don't, I don't find him uh, appealing anymore. I think Collinsworth is better. I think uh, Greg Olson is better. I think Troy Aikman is better. uh, Tom Brady will be better. At the job than Romo, maybe maybe Romo is just going through a phase. You know, maybe he just uh, he just thought he'd get and you know, just wing it. You know, just kind of wing it like a you know like a finish finish figure skater. He just figured out when he got on the ice. <laughs> 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 We're gonna get to the uh, to the finish figure skater, and we'll get to uh, the uh, the Memphis video the. Pelosi video. We got much, much to get to, but we'll start with the NFL and how great the sport is and how great the players are and how awful the officiating is. And I know I say this every week, but it's such a great sport, such a great game, such a good product. Why do they allow the officials to just ruin it? The Bengals, for the second straight year, got hosed in their final game. They got screwed in the Super Bowl last year. They got some little ticky-tack holding call in the final drive uh, for the Rams. They lost to the Rams. They come back this year. It was tied. I'm not saying they were going to win the game in overtime, but this game should have gone into overtime. It was a gift. I think the, the push out of bounds on Mahomes was just a stupid play by a stupid player, but I can see them letting that go. Uh, most of the time, in the final play, I could see them letting it go. Nobody got hurt. Uh, it was an acting job by Mahomes. It was just, he did his best uh, Ronaldo World Cup soccer flop, and it worked. And it worked. And 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 I'm taking nothing away from Mahomes. He was great. He was tough. He gutted it out. He 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 won this game for his team. But he got a lot of help from the uh, from the officials. A lot of questionable calls. To me, the worst one was, and there was, and there's a whole bunch. You can find them online. You can find them on Twitter. The the Bengals fans are pissed as well. They should be the hold on Ted Karras, uh, uh, yeah, Ted Karras. the interference or the holding on the on the DB and the flat on the final drive. But the worst one was the play that didn't actually happen, uh, third down play is this the player we're looking at it right now? Yep. Mahomes drops back. They, it's a big third down. They make the stop. They throw to Kelsey over the middle and make the stop. It's fourth down. And nobody knows what's happening here. They, they they literally, there's all kinds of confusion. Mahomes is walking off the field, ready to send out the punt team. The Bengals are ready to get the ball back. And there's this long discussion on the field and the confusion. And, the, and, the, and they finally say, You know that play, that third down play where the Bengals made a huge stop? It didn't count. I honestly don't think I've ever seen this before. You see refs run into the middle of the field or and and run up to the center and wave their arms and blow their whistle and stop the play occasionally when there's a problem with the clock or some other confusion. In this case, they show the ref, one of the officials, come from the side. He takes like three steps, waves his arms once, and then he just gives up says, okay, I'll let them play. What? You let them play? No, you keep running all the way up to the center. Even if they snap the ball, you keep running into the middle of the play, waving your arms. The quarterback, you know, throws the ball into the ground or or whatever, hands it to the other official. You don't let the play play out. It just was amazing incompetence on the part of this officiating crew They were making it up as they went along. It was really, I can't imagine being a Bengals fan and knowing how you just got hosed in another season, another season of Joe Burrow, a team that won 10 straight. They go home and they, I'm I'm looking at the penalties now, nine for 71 yards for the Bengals, four for the Chiefs. I'm not sure, did the Chiefs get a single holding call because if you go back and not at the, the team, end, definitely not at the end. You see a whole bunch of holding calls, and uh, they let them slide. And all the conspiracy theorists are out there saying that they want Mahomes in the Super Bowl, which I understand. But Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl wouldn't be so bad either. You know, the Bengals were there last year. The Bengals are an excellent team. They got screwed, and it seems to me that you don't see a close game without the officials getting in the way, it's just, they. I, I, maybe they're in, they're like the players. They're in a big game. They're in a conference championship game, a Super Bowl like last year, and they want to be involved. You know, they want to say, yeah, I made a big call. I I, I got some FaceTime. I got on TV. So they, I mean, you know, you could call holding on any call or any play and they'll throw a, throw a flag and call it on, on Ted Karras and say, yeah, did you see me? I was on TV. I threw the flag. I I, I called a penalty in the big game, but they, they, the Bengals must be, Bengals fans must be so bitter right now. I do want to say, and and we can get back to this. I want to look ahead to the Super Bowl. but one frustrating thing to me watching this game was, I'm not sure if you're aware, but Patrick Mahomes was hurt. Yes. He was hobbled. He had an ankle problem. Did anybody tell the Bengals, anyone tell the Bengal, um, uh, defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo, or whatever it is, the uh, he's he he um, uh, Tony Romo was in love is in love with him. Tony Romo uh, spends more time talking about defensive and offensive coordinators than any analyst I've ever seen. He just obsesses over them, and um, I think it's kind of a lazy thing. Whenever a defense makes a nice play, you immediately talk about how how oh, uh, the, the, the defensive coordinator is brilliant and he should be, he should be getting all kinds of offers to, uh, to um, Lou and Anar, Anna And every time uh, the offense makes a nice play or the defense, they look at the coordinator and Romo says, he's going to be a head coach. I'm like, okay, we got it. That's his job. They I mean, he's supposed to draw up a good play. Every time they make a play, it doesn't mean the, 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 the coordinator is immediately going to get a phone call and get hired by some other team. But why would you hire Lou Anarumo after yesterday? They didn't pressure the injured quarterback at all. And I know they don't have a Chris Jones. They don't have a Boza. They don't have a Micah Parsons. But that's your job as defensive coordinator to find a way to pressure Patrick Mahomes to hit him. He was great. He was tough. He was amazing. He's always amazing. He's a, he's the MVP of the league. He's, he's, he's a legend already at 27 years old, but you don't, you hardly move him off his spot. You don't hit him. You don't make him uncomfortable. And I know sometimes he's going to find the hot, hot receiver and he's going to make you pay. But I just kept watching and saying, could you get to the quarterback once? Here, Lou Anarumo before you get hired as a head coach. How about you get to the quarterback one time and they couldn't do it. And again, the the difference makers in these games, both these quarterbacks are great and and we'll get to the NFC too uh, and, and that whole quarterback deal. But the difference after quarterback, the next most important guy is the pass rusher is the guy like Chris Jones, who's a amazing pass rusher from the interior or a Boza or a Micah Parsons. You got to have a guy, uh, Hassan Reddick, you got to have a guy get to the quarterback, pressure the quarterback. Hell, they sacked Barrow four times in the first quarter, I believe, right? Three or four times. They were knocking him all over the place. Mahomes was sitting back there dry and and comfortable. Sure, his ankle was a problem, but it would have been a much bigger problem if they could have hit him. But... uh, (laughs) Uh, we'll get back to that. I want to get. We'll look ahead to the Super Bowl, and uh, you know what? You know what we should do, Iron. We'll make our predictions today. We'll you uh, will beat everybody to the punch. You could change them later after you know, after you spend two weeks hearing about how both quarterbacks are black. Then you know maybe you'll change your mind because that's so important in this day and age. But uh, we should get out ahead of it, and we'll talk about that awful NFC Championship game, perhaps the worst. Uh, Conference championship game, I can remember. And you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to pay tribute, something different today. Pay tribute to Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. I I watch these games and it just blows my mind. Conference championships are great. Conference championship Sunday is better than the Super Bowl. First of all, you get two games. And secondly, the, the intensity is just overwhelming because they're trying to get to the Super Bowl. Getting to the Super Bowl is amazing. Tom Brady had played in that game 14 times. He won it 10 times. 10. Joe Burrow's a great, great quarterback. He's won it once. He's been to one Super Bowl. He's won zero Super Bowls. And the, Brady won that game 10 times. That just blows my mind. His, his, his no, He's Cy Young, man. He's Will Chamberlain. He's got records that will never be touched. But we do... Have lots of other stuff to get to on this Monday, uh, including the video. We got both videos on Friday after the show. Uh, you absolutely about- called, by the way, Jesse Waters getting screwed. Yeah, they, Jesse Waters sent a guy across the country to get the the uh, Pelosi uh, uh, body cam footage. And before he could air it and he was promoting it and everything for 7 p.m., they released it to to the world. They made his, uh, you know, assistant producer fly to San Francisco, and then they released it to the world just to screw him. Um, I, I do have. Well, uh, I want to do Memphis first. We'll get to Pelosi. My big question with Pelosi: Why did they cover it up? Why did we have to wait months? It didn't. Other than the fact that he was in his underwear, I think it exonerated Paul Pelosi. Why the cover up? You want to talk about people throwing out conspiracy theories? Well, that's what you do when there's a cover up in action. When whoever, Nancy Pelosi or whoever, the local politicians, the, the police are covering things up, that leads to conspiracy theories. I don't blame anybody for wondering if this was going to show, uh, uh, lead to some suspicion about Paul Pelosi's actions that night. It didn't, I don't think, but we'll play you the 911 call and we'll play you the, uh, the phone call that David DePape. Makes to the a TV station from jail. I think, if I have that right, which is so bizarre. But we have to do Memphis because this this is just it's just so disturbing. I mean i I often talk talk about this. I I have a slight obsession with uh you know World War II and the Holocaust and movies and books and, you know, the man's in the humanity of man and night and, and Schindler's list. Cause I, it just, they, they always blow my mind that there were that many people willing to do that much evil. It's just, I, I can't reconcile it in my mind that you could find that many. I understand it, you know, Hitler's evil or even, even, you know, Himmler or they, I understand you have evil people, In power and did evil things, but there were so many people that went along with it. There's a there's an amazing book called "Extraordinary Men," about a group of German police officers and others who get uh, 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 get get dragged into uh, service in World War II and just start killing people, killing their neighbors and people. I mean, there's like 300 cops who are assigned killing duties and they're given the option. You don't have to do this part of the job. You don't have to kill women and children and throw them into, you know, mass graves. And I think like 10 of them opted out, opted out out of hundreds. The rest said, sure, I'm in that's my job. And just started killing women and children and babies. And it's just mind boggling stuff. I look at this video in Memphis and I have so many questions, but the first one is, How is a man, how is someone capable of this kind of evil? And on top of that, how do they not know they're on video? I mean, what do these guys do when they're not on video? If this is what they do, and I realize they weren't thinking about this camera angle we're looking at right now, which is on a light pole, and they may have forgot that that light pole had a camera pointed at them, but they know they have body cam footage, and yet they commit Cold-blooded murder on camera. <laughs> just, uh, I mean, on top of the other charges, including secondary murder, there has to be something in here for just being really, really stupid. And, and doing this on camera, I, I just watched it over and over again and said, do any of them stop for any, for, for a second, a half a second, and say, this is all being recorded? I, I don't get the... I don't get the explanation for why you would do such a thing knowing you're on camera, just mind boggling how evil these men are. There was comparisons before we saw the video, we heard comparisons how the police chief compared it to Rodney King. And she said it was as bad, maybe worse. And she got some criticism for the, the kind of hyping this up. And in a way, you know, mobilizing the, the the antifa, the protesters who showed up, who looted a few stores and set a few foot, but not—it wasn't nearly as bad as George Floyd. But uh, this is much worse than Rodney King. Rodney King didn't die; <laughs> he wasn't murdered. Rodney King was a was a criminal who was evading the cops, who was in a car, led them on a on a chase. I still don't know what this guy did. Tyree Nichols, what did he do? He's a 29-year-old FedEx worker, father, um, uh, six foot three, 145 pounds. As, and I've seen many theories. We've seen it on, on social media that he, that he was somehow, it was personal because of a relationship he had with one of these guys or more than one of these guys and they were out to kill him. It feels that way. And I'm not, I haven't seen a viable conspiracy theory about that, but it feels personal. He is subdued. He is on the ground. He is pepper sprayed and they just keep coming. The, 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 the most, and I know the cops will be tried separately and I think they'll all be convicted and I think they'll all do 20 years or more and have a real tough time in prison. Although they do seem like they may probably have some connections with the gangs. These guys are bad cops. Um, but the one, the overhead view from the light pole where the cop, and he looks like he's big, he's, he's certainly wide, he just comes along and, and Nichols is subdued and they're, they're beating him up and he's on the ground and he just starts kicking. I hope we get to isolate that video when the trial comes because these guys are all bad, real, real, real bad people, bad cops, just bad guys. But the guy doing the kicking, Um, that's as low as it gets. He's handcuffed. He's on the ground. He's pepper sprayed. He's subdued. They gave him 71 orders. The, uh, the New York times counted. They watched the whole video and counted 71 orders, including, you know, get on the ground. And he's literally saying, I'm on the ground. What do you want? It was, it was bizarre in that regard. He seemed to be no threat to them at all. Normally you, you watch these videos, whether it's Rodney King or George Floyd or whatever, uh, and you say, I could see some argument, even if it's just some thread, some small case for doing something. There's none of that here. You could be the biggest, staunchest defender of the cops, and I'm among them. You can't find a way to defend the cops. Nothing. There's nothing. He ran, but God knows he had every reason to run. They were trying to kill him, and they did. What? Where do you go with this? If you're the defense, these guys all have lawyers. They're all being charged with murder. And where do you go? What is your defense? That he was threatening you? That you were afraid for your life? What do you uh, play? Play this again. We're looking at the video from Lightpole, and in comes his cop, and he just lines up like and starts kicking. He's hitting Whoa. him with a
0: baton right now.
1: Oh, the baton on the left, but the guy in the middle here, he does the kicking. Or maybe it's the same guy. Watch these punches. You can't tell. They'll, they'll isolate it and break it down and we'll know which cop did what. You're right. Using a baton, using pepper spray, using a taser. I guess, I mean, at what point were they going to pull out their guns and just shoot him in the head? They wanted him dead. And what? And I know it's a dumb question. These are evil people, criminals. But what were they thinking? I can't. Get that out of my mind. What were you what is your end game? What is the logic? Did they they I know they took a while to call the ambulance, but did they at some point say, "Uh uh-oh, we messed up or is this how they operate? It's like right out of training day. You know, these are just bad cops and they've probably got all kinds of you know, corruption in their in their lives, where they're taking money from this guy and watching out for this gang leader or this mob guy. But how do you think you get away with? It? Did they go home that night and go to bed and think everything was going to be okay? As Tyree Nichols is fighting for his life, with his whole face is is know, beaten up, bloody to a pulp. I, I I I know it's not it's not important. They're all going to prison. They're all criminals. They're all scum. But what did he do to set them off? Like why why did they get why did they get into this frenzy? Why did, why were they kicking him in the head? What? what, what was going through their minds? I just can't get past it. It was a great relief for the country that they were all black. Let's be honest. If one of them were white, it would have been much worse for the country. There'd have been more protests and, Oh, I went to a, a, a police brutality protest on Saturday. I can get to that too. Um, but Is this the kicking? Oh, God, I can't even look at that. The guy is just kicking him. He's bloody. He's probably dead already or brain dead. And he just figures, I'll get a few shots in. This guy's smashing
0: his head against the sidewalk. Well, that's too. Yeah, he smashes his
1: head against the sidewalk. All of it on camera from various angles. These guys were all part of the uh, Scorpion unit, uh, which is. a unit they formed, you know, for, it's an actual, an acronym. I didn't know this. Scorpion unit stands for street crimes operations to restore peace in our neighborhoods. And that stands for scorpion, which has been disbanded, but it sounds like right out of, you know, the training day or some other police brutality movie where you have this unit, this special unit called scorpion, and they just go around kicking ass and doing whatever it takes to stop the bad guys but from all, we, from all we understand, Tyree Nichols is not a bad guy. There's no evidence that he's George Floyd. Which brings me to this. What is wrong with a country where the, the fate of the country on this weekend, last weekend, depended on the skin color of an evil cop? Like if one cop of the five were white, there'd have been a lot more trouble, a lot more. And, and, you know, forget about all the people on Twitter and TV and social media saying, you know, it's a systemic racism. Hell, they still said that there were no white people, but if one of those cops were white or Asian, things would have been much, much worse. What does that say about us as a country? What these guys did is much worse than what Derek Chauvin did to George Floyd. George, I mean, George Floyd, was a, a, a criminal who just, who uh, as we know, assaulted a pregnant woman with, a, with a, held a gun to her head, who passed counterfeit bills, who was on fentanyl, who resisted arrest. Tyree Nichols did none of that. Derek Chauvin didn't think he was going to kill George Floyd. And yet people were so upset they did $2 billion worth of damage. They changed this country forever. You know, they killed people. Two dozen people lost their lives because of what Derek Chauvin did to George Floyd. What happens here? I mean, there's again, there's a lot of damage. There were some riots, but not nearly to the level we saw after George Floyd. Why? Because these cops had a different skin color than Derek Chauvin? Well, in that regard, on that alone, we have lost our way as a country. And I blame a lot of people. I blame the media. I blame teachers and parents and and community leaders who fan these flames. I blame Ayanna Pressley and, and, and Liz Warren and Joe Biden and people who tell you if, who would have told you if one of those cops were white, that the whole system is racist. They wanted to, some of them still did, but we were saved for a weekend, at least in this country because all the cops were black and Tyree, well, it didn't matter. Tyree Nichols was black, of course, but all the cops were black. So we didn't see $2 billion worth of damage. If the cops were white, we would have seen George Floyd all over again. We would have seen fires. We would have seen uh, rioting, looting. We would have seen you know, people killed just because of the race of the evildoer. Just such a bizarre thing, and it's something that that is so unhealthy for a nation. You wonder who's going to stand up and say, enough of this, enough of this. These are bad cops, bad people, kind of like Derek Chauvin. And, and, And the Chauvin thing, Floyd had nothing to do with race. There's no evidence that Chauvin or any of the cops were motivated by race, and yet the powers that be made it about race. They lied. Ayanna Presley lied about it. Said the cops were killing innocent black people. That's and and if you've seen any polls, people believed it. They asked, I believe it was Democrats, how many innocent, unarmed people were killed by cops the year after Floyd? They said over a thousand. The real number was like thirteen. So they lied to fan the flames of racial d- division for their own benefit. These are despicable people. They're not murderers, but they're demagogues and they cause great damage to this country. And it has to stop at some point. I mean, when the whole country is breathing a sigh of relief because the evil guys, the cops here are black, you, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, what, where are we as a nation where the most important thing when you have a story like this, an atrocity like this, is the race of the guy who's kicking the other guy in the head just strange? But it is, you know, in reality, and to be honest, is a great relief for everybody. But let's let's get to some of the reaction because it was hysterical. You thought, oh, good, we can't make it about race, right? Well, you thought wrong. Never underestimate the ability of the usual suspects to make it about race. What do we have here? Is this the? Uh, uh, is this uh, Van Jones? Yep. This is uh, the headline, I believe, in the New York Post. The police who killed Tyree Nichols were black, but they might still have been driven by racism. <laughs> so a black guy kills a black guy, and it's racism? On From whom? They, you know, the the mayor's black, the police chief is black, the cops are all black. Wow. <laughs> it's almost, they just leave you without words. You just laugh. Jamel, oh, do we have, oh, this is Mondaire Jones is a good one. Uh, what What is his bio? I mean, oh, he does a lot of things. He's a race hustler, but can, give me a, his uh, connection to some uh, mainstream media outlets. I know he's, he's a popular one, go-to guy. If you think the Memphis police officers had to be white in order to exhibit anti-blackness, you need to take that AP African-American studies course Ron DeSantis just banned. <laughs> oh, God. So you, you are wrong. If you think this doesn't exhibit anti-blackness, what? black guys beat up and kill a black guy. And then of course we have award-winning podcaster, Jamel Hill. Oh, here's more from uh oh, there's uh, a Jones, CNN political uh, commentator. He's a CNN commentator who said that's his uh, anti-blackness. And of course, we have Jamel Hill, who I just learned, I was looking at her Twitter feed to get see what she wrote about this, never lets you down. You will never be let down by Jamel Hill. She'll make everything about race. Um, she She just got nominated for some big award for a podcast nobody's ever actually listened to, but that's what she does. Jamel Hill writes, I need so many people to understand this regarding Tyree Nichols. Several of the police officers who murdered Freddie Gray were black. The entire system of policing is based on white supremacist violence. We see people under the boot of oppression carry its water all the time. Uh, what do you even say? What do you even say about someone like Jamel Hill? You know what? It's it's profitable for Jamel Hill. It's profitable. She she wrote a book, sold like 17 copies. Doesn't matter. You know, they'll someone will give her a podcast. You know, someone else will hire her for as freelance or full-time or get, she's got she's She knows what she's doing, and it's uh, and it's been. She's made a damn good career out of it. But what clowns! It's anti. It's anti-black racism and white supremacy. I I was glad we could leave that out of it, and I was certainly glad the the damage, the looting, the 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 arson was limited. But I still, it's still going to be a fascinating story as it unfolds because the cops will turn on each other, testify against each other. Maybe we'll get some insight into what they were thinking when they unleashed this whooping. But uh, we got much, much more to get to. And and, and by the way, if one of those cops were white, you know, this whole NFL weekend would have been about Tyree Nichols. There would have been speeches and people kneeling and people playing songs. If one, just one or two or three, whatever, had a different skin color than it would have been front row center for everything, for everything that happened in this country for the last three days. And it's not just because they weren't, they were the same skin color. It is just remarkable. And now, of course, we can look forward to two weeks of everyone on ESPN talking about how both quarterbacks are black for the first time. Okay, why does that matter? Why does that matter? (laughs) I mean, both quarterbacks are black. I, I don't think that matters anymore, but anyway, they'll they'll certainly uh, make it make it matter for the next two weeks. But let's get to the let's uh, get to Pelosi and then our favorite video, our favorite story, the Finland, the Finnish figure skater. I call her the anti Leah Thomas. I call him a hero. Uh, but first, Are the Biden administration's New Year's goals of tax and spend and turn a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings? When you've finally had enough of the games government is playing with your savings and retirement, diversify into gold with birch gold. I know I'm tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by leaders in Washington. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news you can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or a 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the code word Jerry, G E R R Y, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Protect yourself with gold today by texting Jerry to the number 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews. Secure your future with gold. Start today with a free info kit. There's zero obligation to make this request. Just text Jerry to 989898. Hi, right, we uh, we were done our show, finished with our show on Friday just before the Pelosi video. Uh, whatever, a couple of hours before the Pelosi video came out. If you haven't seen it, where you been? It's it's incredible. This, this video, this, it's the, the body came from the cops who answered the door at Pelosi's house. And to me, there's, I got lots of questions, but it exonerates for the most part, exonerates Paul Pelosi. I, I don't understand why Nancy Pelosi and her powerful, powerful friends tried to cover this up. Uh, I mean, were they protecting the 911 operator? Cause she's the one that looks really bad here. But this, and, and and I, my first question is, who opens the door? Is, do we ever get an answer to that? Who opens the door? The door, is that something I'm not aware about, like a rich person? This is a $7 million mansion. Pelosi's, as we know, have made a fortune with insider training uh, since Nancy's been house speaker. But the door just opens, <laughs> like, and neither guy has his hand on the knob uh, when the cops are at the door. And they're both kind of—they both kind of have their hands on the hammer. Obviously, DePape has a better grip on the hammer because Pelosi has a drink in his other hand, and he's in his underwear, and he doesn't look good, but he doesn't look guilty of anything other than—I don't know what—ever having a drink, and and maybe he's drunk. So what? We know he's a drunk. He got busted for drunk driving a little while ago. But so DePape pulls the hammer out of. Um, Pelosi's right hand and then just hammers him. You don't actually see the hammer hit the head, but then you see both guys on the ground. Uh, Pelosi's sprawled out. We get to see De papes' ass uh, <laughs> and they take him into custody. But why is this, what, what, how is this a poor reflection on Paul Pelosi? I think we know what happened. He broke in. We have video of him breaking in. De Pape with a hammer smashing one of the doors and breaking in he wants to get he wants to get Nancy Pelosi he thinks Nancy's there she's not so he takes kind of takes her husband hostage and he tries somehow Paul Pelosi convinces De Pape to let him call the police I think he's uh, under the guise that he's going to find out where Nancy is I call it role-playing yeah. You know, I mean, I'm all in. You want to come up with a conspiracy theory? Let me know because I think they covered this up and I don't like the Pelosis. Um, and, but other than being an 82-year-old drunk, what did, what did Paul Pelosi do wrong? He, he literally has his hand on the hammer trying to prevent this. The younger, bigger guy rests the hammer away from him and smashes him and fractures his skull. It's brutal, but let's get to the 911 call because I think, you know, he breaks in. He wants to take Nancy hostage. He's a lunatic. He's a scumbag. He's a he's a hippie. He's a child molester. He's a nudist. He's an illegal alien. He's a bad, really, really bad guy. And he's insane. So he takes, he wants to take Nancy hostage. She's not there. Paul is. So he takes Paul hostage. And Paul calls the cops while David DePape is sitting with him and he does everything but scream, I'm in trouble, send help. And what does this stupid 911 operator do? No, you get the wrong number. No, this isn't the clap. oh, I don't know. It's just un- embarrassing. Listen to this and tell me Paul Pelosi didn't do his best to uh, put out the call for help. Go ahead, play it. In
0: seconds. Okay. Okay, who, what's the gentleman's name?
1: I don't know. Okay. What's, that? what's that? My name's David, The name is David.
0: Okay, and who is David T5? I, I don't know.
1: I'm, with that. I'm a friend of theirs. Yeah, I, I, um, he says he's a friend, but... But you, a, don't, I've never, but
0: you
1: don't know who he is? T. Can you play? Is it still going here? Yeah, just shut off. I had to reopen it. <clears throat> um, he, he, he literally says, you know, is the Capitol Police available? My wife is Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, I don't know how he got in. I mean, he just keeps saying it. And she's like uh, she said hey, um, um, um um he's 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 a hostage. And this idiot says, Okay, whatever, let us know if you need anything. Mom, hangs up. oh, I guess I, I guess 20, I told him to say eighteen it?
0: seconds. It's the San Francisco police. Do you need help?
1: Oh, well there's the gentleman uh here just waiting for my wife to come back. Nancy Pelosi. and uh
0: he's
1: 30, just uh, eight waiting for seconds. her to come back because she's not gonna be here for a day, so I guess we'll have to wait.
0: Zero Okay, two, do you need please fire three, a medical and for forty, anything? Eight seconds. Uh I, I I don't think so. I
1: don't think so. 0-2-23 and fifty okay. eight seconds. Uh the
0: there's
1: the uh um is the Capitol police zero,
0: around two, 20, No this they, is San Francisco. They need to my wife they're usually
1: there usually here at the house protecting my wife uh No this is San Francisco
0: police Friday
1: October I I know I understand 8
0: 2022 um,
1: Okay well Zero, two, uh,
0: twenty, four, and, and what is the 12 seconds
1: I get a glimpse uh he thinks everything's good. Uh, I've got a problem, but he thinks everything's good. I mean, he, she, he's like, I don't know. I don't know his name. I don't know. He says he's a friend. I don't know him. And and she just says, okay. And forget the fact that he's Pelosi.
0: He's an 82-year-old man. You know, that was code. And, that was code, too. He's like, uh,
1: Nancy Pelosi. Like <laughs> You know where I'm at? Yeah, Nancy Pelosi's husband, you know, Capitol Police. You know, he's a guy here. And he hangs up and I'm like feeling bad for the guy. And I assume he says, you know, let's have a drink or whatever. The paper says, okay, have a drink. I'm going to wait here for Nancy. Somehow the cops finally show up. And other, than, if he just held on to the hammer just a little longer and they could bust in and take down the it would have had a happy ending. But unfortunately, the paper rested the hammer away from him. And a uh, couple, couple more questions. How does the Pape make a phone call from jail to a TV station? I mean, he's being charged with lots of, I mean, he's got all kinds of serious charges. He's facing, you know, the, perhaps the rest of his life in jail. And he's Please, calling yeah. a TV station. Speaking of TV stations, can anyone answer why Miguel Almaguer, the NBC reporter was suspended and still hasn't been seen? He did a report initially back in October and he got most of it right. He said, you know, they, that Pelosi answered the door and, and, you know, the paper was in there with the hammer and the cops wrestled the hammer. And he did a report and they suspended him and scrubbed the report from their site. And nobody can explain why. And nobody, I mean, um, he is unavailable for comment. They were like anticipating a more thorough cover up. Now that the tape is out, the, the, the body cam, they have to at some point let El McGeer come back to work. He didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> Just insane. But do we have the call from jail to the TV station from the tape?
0: Yeah, this this sounds to me like it was like staged. Like so I know you it's like
1: yeah, you're all in on all the conspiracies.
0: No, huh? no, no, no. The the video definitely is good for you know, the image of Paul Pelosi, but this just sounds like he's a robot.
1: It's really weird. Okay, let's, let's, this is him calling KTVU on January 27th um, from jail. I believe, if I have that right. That's us listen. I just write a good song. And then he say, oh, well, well.
0: What the hell? Okay, you're on a roll here today, Ironhead. on a roll, hold on. I don't know why that was played. That was, uh, the, there was two videos.
1: One was, one was definitely the one where he calls the TV station from jail. I mean, do I, do I have to find it? As you know, they released the video earlier today. Yeah, I saw that. Yes. What, what Um, did you want? Thank you for calling me. What did you want? What did you want to tell me? Um, that y'all have seen the body cam footage. I have an important message for everyone in America. You're welcome. Uh, the tree of Liberty isn't dying. It's being killed systematically and deliberately. The people killing it have names and addresses. So I got their names and addresses so I could pay them a little visit. I have a heart-to-heart chat about their bad behavior. The tree of Liberty needs watering. We need men of valor. Patriots willing to put their own lives on the line to stand in opposition security. I would also like to apologize. I want to apologize to everyone I messed up. What I did was really bad. I'm so sorry. I didn't get more of them. It's my own fault. No one else is to blame. I should have come better prepared. I spent all my time exposing government corruption online, only to have them silence my of speech as quickly as they could. It circumvented the Constitution to the private industry. When the ruling class outsources the retraction of your civil
0: rights to private industry, it's called fascism.
1: He's... Uh... He's setting up for an insanity defense, I guess. Uh, it's unbelievable. I didn't get more of them. The
0: way he says it, though, he's like, "I didn't get more of them." He sounds like uh, Zuckerberg. I, I don't think.
1: Does he know he's facing like twenty years? He's, does he know? Does he know he's what he did was really bad? He Didn't get more of them. First of all, he didn't get Nancy Pelosi. He got a. He got her drunken husband. What What does that accomplish? Does someone from January sixth get more time than him? Oh, good question. Well, uh, they've, they've arrested. I was going to get to this, but I don't know if we have time. They arrested a doctor who tried to save Ashley Babbitt's life. If you've ever paid any attention to this January 6th, this per- political persecution of the January Sixers. And I'm not talking about, you know, people who assaulted cops. I'm talking about people who wandered to the Capitol, like Jacob Chansley, Viking man who got four years for just wandering through the Capitol, howling at the moon, but they've, they've, and and just ruined people's lives, and and they can't, you know, they can't use Uber, they can't use PayPal, they've just, people's lives have been destroyed just for walking between the velvet ropes. So a, a doctor tried to save Ashley Babbitt's life after the uh, officer Bird James Bird uh, shot her in the throat and killed her, an unarmed Air Force vet. So a doctor treated her. They just charged him over the weekend with four misdemeanors. They're trying to put a doctor who tried to save Ashley Babbitt in prison. These people are ruthless and heartless and cruel and out of control. But we got, we can do that another day, but you're right. Some January sixes will do more time than David DePape. Although attacking Nancy Pelosi's husband in San Francisco is pretty bad. And uh, you know, Maybe they'll he'll do his time and then they'll deport him back to Canada because he is an illegal alien. The first illegal alien Nancy Pelosi didn't
0: didn't like. If he goes uh, back but, to if he goes back to Canada, Trudeau is going to let him out and be like he was just
1: expressing himself. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's got issues, but that'll be an interesting trial. I'm not sure how that's all going to work, but uh, some interesting video over the weekend. A couple more things I want to get to. Um, we need some comic relief. These were disturbing, graphic, violent images we saw in Memphis and in San Francisco. Although say you know, I don't want to, I'm not going to feed you any more conspiracy theories, but we never (laughs) actually see the hammer go into Pelosi's head. They do that behind the door and the cops rush and they go in there and they detain them. But that was my first thought. But the sound of him snoring, you
0: cannot fake the way he was snoring.
1: Snoring. Do you snore after you get bashed in the oh, skull yeah. with a hammer? Definitely. Uh, Definitely. I don't know. I mean, I don't blame people for having conspiracy theories because they did try to cover it up. And uh, it is so strange. It is so weird. And the real fault is the is the people who run San Francisco. I mean, crime is out of control. They They accommodate homeless people, crazy people, drug addicts bums like this, you know, feel home, feel at home, feel welcome at San Francisco. And uh, this is something that happens to ordinary people out there all the time. It happened to someone really rich and really famous, so we all know about it now, but uh, uh, this is life in San Francisco, and it's largely the fault of politicians like Nancy Pelosi. So there you go. It's all her fault. I tied it all together nicely. Uh, <laughs> but uh, let's get a couple more things. I want to get to this Okay. I can't even look at this without laughing. The Finnish figure skater. If you missed this over the weekend, if you were you know, busy with, uh, with uh, Memphis, video you know, with everything else, busy watching football, you got to see this. This is absolutely hilarious. This is from uh, the post-millennial figure skater and trans-identified biological male, Mina Maria Antikainen gave a debut performance at the European figure skating championships in Espo, Finland. The ceremony sees female figure skaters holding national flags while Antikinen wobbling on white skates and with his arms on stretch skates solo on ice amid the girls who stand and watch Antikinen stumbles and falls and is unable to get back up off the ice until the skater carrying the flag for Finland comes to the center of the ice and helps him up and hands the inept trans skater, the national blue and white flag. If I don't even get this, it's <laughs> celebrating. And, and, you know, Europe is, if you haven't noticed, Europe has lost its mind. You think we're woke? You think we've gone crazy woke, been infected with the woke mind virus in this country? It's worse in Europe in Scotland. They're sending men to women's prisons because they, you know, decided in the middle of the trial that they're trans and now they get to go uh, bunk with the women. And, uh, and, you know, JK Rowling's is in hiding because the trans mob wants to kill her. And, the, and in England, they're arresting people who insult, who misgender people online. They're not going to you do know, arrest you. And in Finland, they have a trans skater featured in their big figure skating championships. And I think this is kind of like the anti Leah Thomas Normally when the trans men, I mean when men are pretending to be women in sports, they're kicking ass, you know, they're in track, they're outrunning the girls or weightlifting or uh, or or swimming, you know, they're winning. They're bullying the girls, they're dominating. Well, what's the point of this? A guy who can't even skate in a in a skirt and a and whatever makeup and a wig is featured? I mean, I just read a couple stories about it. I don't get it. You know, they're celebrating trans whatever uh, rights, and they're saying the uh, the the European Figure Skating Championships claims in their opening ceremony were based on the theme "Just Be You." They state the Finnish Figure Skating Association promotes the importance of equality and diversity and develops skating according to its values. What this guy's a 59-year-old farmer. And he's flopping around the ice and he can't get up. <laughs> I'm not, I'm sorry to be a figure skater. I thought you had this, you know, skate. You had to be elegant and graceful. He can't skate. He can't skate. I's not going to, I guess we don't have to worry about him winning. Well, maybe we do. Don't you get judged in the sport? Probably gave him probably gave him 9.5s, you know, cause he's trans I don't think this uh, is... A, are we looking at the video now? Because as soon as I tweeted about this, you get all the videos of like Chris Farley on Saturday Night Live skating. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or, or, or Adrian in Rocky when she can't... Look at this. This person cannot skate. Here's the funniest part. Just tries to do a little spin. And he, and he flops. And he's got earrings on. He's got a dress. He's dressed like a girl. And he just goes down. And it's like being... You know that Rockefeller Center, being on Boston Common and seeing some tourist who's never skated before, rent some skates and try to stand up. He can't get up. And the the real figure skater, the real woman, goes over and like he still can't get up. Look, <laughs> no, he needs to, And now he's got a uh, now he's got to skate around with a flag, and he can't do it. <laughs> looks I'm like, sorry, I don't get the point. I don't get the point.
0: This but. looks like one of my my ninth grade history teacher.
1: was it a man or a woman? It was a man. It's a man. I mean, it's a man in a dress and somehow that's supposed to, we're supposed to celebrate. Speaking of celebrating the uh, New York Rangers, the latest team to not celebrate the fact that some of their fans uh, have sex with people of the same sex, you know, because some of the fans are gay and some are trans and some are bi and some are Q, and some are plus. They're supposed to don jerseys with rainbow flags and put the tape on their stick, you know, like Ivan Provorov refused to do in Philadelphia. Well, the entire Rangers team said, we're good. We don't, you know, we're good with everyone, gay, straight, bi, whatever. We just don't want to celebrate somebody's sexuality. So they declined to wear the jersey, the rainbow jersey in warmups and put the rainbow tape on and good for them. They stood up for what they believe in. They said, we're not doing it. We're not going to be part of this. Uh, We are are tolerant, we're accepting, but we're not going to celebrate. That's where we draw the line. And of course the media, which guys, there's Ian Kennedy from Hockey News. The fact that the Rangers completely abandoned their plans to wear pregame pride jerseys shows how entrenched homophobia and transphobia is in hockey. And the shell's complicity to exclusion. So it's transphobia if you don't wear a rainbow, if you don't put rainbow tape on your stick, you're a transphobe. Now uh, I commend them. It takes guts. This is real courage in 2023 standing up to the trans mob, and which includes the media, including the hockey media. And I'm sure they'll be, you know, discussing this on around the horn and PTI and all the shows and saying how disgusting it is. This takes guts. The Rangers have guts. I I respect them for this. And they, and they have, they do the pride thing. The the whole arena was lit up in rainbow and they had some gay pride leader drop the first puck and everything. The players just didn't want to, one of the hockey writers complained because the jerseys won't be worth as much when they auction them off. It's a shame. Shouldn't, shouldn't they be thinking of that? How much the jerseys will be worth if they auction them off? I quickly. I'm gonna, let's do Shea and then give our Super Bowl predictions. You ready for that, Ironhead? I'm ready. Didn't you go two and zero this weekend?
0: I I should have, but you know oh, the rest. You know.
1: <laughs> we all went one on one. Yeah. All right, All right. Let's do Shea, and we'll get to that. Well, it's the dead of winter, but that doesn't slow down Shea Concrete. They got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling and replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Go to Shayconcrete.com to learn more. Also, you can go there and look for a job. Right now, Shea is hiring. They've got between 15 to 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. I'd, did I tell you that both quarterbacks in the Super Bowl are black? I haven't did, heard that you know, yet. No. Oh, man. I feel like, you know, finally. The tide is turning in this country. Things are changing. They're peep. They're giving guys a chance. Black guys a chance to play quarterback. It's amazing. Uh, but they're both great. Both quarterbacks are great. Mahomes is the greatest. He was uh, he was great last night on one leg, with an assist from the Cleveland. I mean, from the Cincinnati defensive coordinator who never pressured him. But anyway, that game and a, and a big assist from the NFL officials. Uh, but it sets up a pretty interesting Super Well, the Niners Eagles was a terrible conference championship game and again I have to pay tribute to Tom Brady because he played in 14 of these games and never left with an injury I mean you saw Brock Purdy hurt his elbow when he got hit and then you saw Josh Johnson get a concussion when he got hit both hits came from their front side you gotta and I know Purdy's young Josh Johnson's old and he stinks but You got to feel that coming. You got to see that coming. You got to duck under, you got to whatever, get rid of the ball. You can't let yourself get hit from the front side. Blind side's a different deal, but Purdy goes out, he can't throw. Josh Johnson comes in, he can't throw either, but then he gets hurt. And what's their solution? To play a quarterback who can't throw. I realize Christian McCaffrey in the shotgun, in the uh, wildcat, wasn't the answer. It wasn't going to win you the game what's the point of having a quarterback who can't throw that leaves you one man short. They know you're not throwing. They crowd the box. They should have immediately gone to Christian McCaffrey in the wildcat. He could have thrown once or twice. I know he threw one, but he could have thrown once or twice and run every other time. They wouldn't have won, but it would have been a little more interesting than a one arm Brock Purdy Eagles win in a route. Uh, again, they're an amazing, tough, nasty team. They can get to the quarterback, which is why I like their chances, which is why I'm gonna pick them to uh win the Super Bowl. But uh how about you, Ironhead?
0: So I really like Patrick Mahomes. I really hate his brother, and I really hate <laughs> I really hate Travis Kelsey. So I apologize to Patrick Mahomes and I am going to take the Chiefs so that
1: I hate to say it but I agree with you 100%. I was rooting for the Bengals. I love them. I like Burrow. I like the Bengals. Uh, they got screwed last year, they get screwed again this year. But Mahomes is great. He's fun to watch. He's a very entertaining player. He seems like a decent guy, but if you're not aware who Jackson Mahomes is, oh. you probably will be in the next 2 weeks. He's an obnoxious like Instagrammer who is just, you know, leeching off his brother like a little pilot fish on a shark. His whole family's obnoxious. His wife is, is obnoxious, but his brother is exceptionally obnoxious, and he's going to be insufferable in uh, in Glendale. I'm with you. Travis Kelsey's great, great player, but he's a little annoying. And Jason Kelsey, that thing will be so. We'll get to see Mom with the jersey that's half Philly and half Kansas City like hundred times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not, neither. I don't find either of these teams particularly likable, and certainly don't find the Philadelphia fan base likable. They're the worst. But Jalen Hurts seems like a decent guy and and the coach seems like a decent, humble guy. So I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to root, but I feel like Philadelphia's a more complete team who can get to the quarterback, who can pressure Mahomes. That ankle's still going to be an issue. There's no way that thing heals up in two weeks despite all the their efforts. But um uh, not sure what'll be more annoying. Jackson Mahomes or Paul Giamatti as Albert Einstein. Oh, my God. <laughs> which, how many friggin times have they got? I mean, I, I normally don't see any commercials because I'm taping it fast forward and eventually I catch up in every break. Or, by the way, the the commercial where the guy says he's going to teach you to not be like your father. I don't know about your father, Ironhead, but my father never talked on elevators to people about where they were going and where they're from. I mean, why does that that commercial sucks. No. Anyway, here's Matt Jackson Mahomes, the extremely annoying leech who uh, makes these videos and really, really gloats when yep. his brother wins. Yep. Videos so, like this are why I'm picking the Chiefs. Picking the Chiefs?
0: Yeah. I'm gonna curse. I'm cursing them with my powers. Oh, good, good, good. Uh, you know
1: what? There's a, right now, in, uh, there's a group of Eagles fans getting in like a an old van and driving to Glendale and they're wearing like Brian Dawkins jerseys and Vince Papali jerseys. Mm -hmm. And they are going to Reggie White. They're going to find Jackson Mahomes on the streets of Glendale. I hope they don't hurt him but they might just uh, intimidate him. They might shut him up for everybody. He better be a favor. Yeah.
0: You better really hope he doesn't run into any Eagles fans.
1: Uh, I hope he has uh, his own crew because Uh, they don't know what's going to hit him. Eagles fans are the worst. They're scum. They're, they're, They're degenerates. They're drunks. As I tweeted, they don't need hotels. They sleep in their cars. All right. They spend all their money on fireball. I was there in in Jacksonville they chased me I'll tell the story another day and uh, they, they they look for fights they just wander the streets looking for fights mm-hmm. maybe maybe Jackson Mahomes thinks he's a tough guy and he'll take him on he'll lose and that you know that'll be okay with me but all yeah. right uh, we'll leave it there for today busy busy Monday thank you to everyone for listening and subscribing please if you're listening hit the little subscribe button do us a favor give us a five star rating too what the hell but uh that's it for today, thank you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we'll do it again tomorrow.
0: Here and I shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Or am I standing on the- Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.